Absolutely. And, it, and, you know, it's a great protein replacement. And that was one of the things is it's not just a great grab-and-go snack, you know, yes. to satisfy you and nourish you, but it actually replaces meat in any dish, you know, stroganoff. It's just amazing yeah. the things you can, you can create with it. You have more power over your health than what you've been told. This is the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast, and I'm your host, Maya Acosta. I'm passionate about finding healthy lifestyle solutions to support optimal human health. If you're willing to go with me, together we can discover how simple lifestyle choices can help improve our quality of life and increase longevity in a big way. Let's get started. What if you could still enjoy delicious and healthy beef jerky without the actual beef? Well, Brett Christoffel did just that. He is the owner and CEO of All Y'all's Foods, a plant-based company with three missions, to nourish their customers with tasty and enjoyable plant-based snacks, to save the lives of animals, and to place less of a burden on the earth. Brett is also located here in Dallas. As always, the full bio and links to each of my guests can be found on my podcast website. That's HealthyLifestyleSolutions.org. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome, Brett. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Yes, it's an honor for me to finally meet you. I am familiar with all y'all's foods. Okay. And what about you, Fitz? I'm not, but I'm very eager to find out about it. Right? <laughs> well, I heard about you when you came up, um, and we can start from the beginning of uh, your story, but I will say that this is the first time that I have sampled your product, and I don't know why that is. Um, and then I went to my Facebook group and, and you know my regular Facebook, and I just asked people, who should I interview next? Because I had mentioned that I'm now here at the studio, and they said, you have to interview Brett from All Y'all's Foods. Oh, so fantastic. I was like, yay. So That's it was great. people who wanted to hear more about you. Um, so let's start from the beginning, um, because you weren't always vegan and you didn't have this product. So let's hear from you. And how did you make this transition? Um, let's see. Uh, let's start, you know, grew up in a regular family. Uh, every meal was meat centric, you know, whether it was meatloaf or chicken or any number of things. And um, I ate that way for a very long time, over 40 years. And uh, I read two books that started everything to change. And that was the one minute cure and medical miracle. And in that, I realized that everything I had been taught about medicine, uh, disease, genetics, healing, wellness, running for cures, everything else was garbage. N nothing was true. And so I started uh, investigating and I attended the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I uh, got my board certification as an integrative health coach and then wrote a book. I published a book been 10 years ago. And you have to understand, I still ate meat and dairy all day long, but I knew that the most nourishing thing you could feed someone was raw plants. And yet I have this whole issue with food that's a whole other conversation, uh, but it's getting better. And uh, uh, the thing is, is uh, I opened a organic, raw, vegan juice and smoothie bar 10 years ago because I wanted to nourish people. And it was in a small town in Texas, and it lasted less than a year because it just didn't make sense. But I'm happy to say that the fried pie place that opened <laughs> afterwards is still there 10 years later. Um, but uh, I got really good with a dehydrator. And uh, after I published the book, in the book I had written, uh, I would wrote about the uh, elephant, gorilla, and the rhino and how you have these massive creatures, and they don't eat Chick-fil-A or Whataburger, they just eat plants. And I thought, oh, that's really weird. So I did started doing some investigating. So published the book, 
was at the zoo six years ago next month. Don't hate. I was at the zoo. My wife got us tickets. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and I saw uh, the first thing I saw was a rhino and it te- I teared up and I thought, well, that's odd. And then the gorilla, same thing. And then the elephants and I just started bawling. My wife's like, what up? And I said, I'm done. I can't eat them anymore. It was like a veil lifted. And I realized that all animals are present and that we're all one. And it is weird. <laughs> I know that to people that sounds what? It's just the way it is. And from that moment forward, I stopped eating animals. And it was a progress to getting to veganism that took almost two years. Um, but I can't begin to tell you how grateful that I mm-hmm. am that I did it mm-hmm. for yes. so many reasons. Yeah. It's sort of like you wake you wake up from this kind of, um, I don't know if it's hypnotic state or just ignorance. Cultural that, conditioning. Thank you. And that's why you're the author. Because <laughs> you, you're, you know how to say it, put it just right. But that is true that we wake up and we suddenly realize that we've been lied to mm-hmm. about foods. And we were talking about that at some point as well, Fitz, that, um, you know, you wake up and you realize how your food is produced. Mm-hmm. And then when you make that association and you see the footage of mm-hmm. the suffering Oh my God, it's mm-hmm. torturous. It's mm-hmm. like, and to know that all of us were the, you know, we were animals. Contributing to that. We were contributing yeah. to that. And we didn't know. I mean, you know, you think that it's the whole conditioning. It starts mm-hmm. very early on in elementary mm-hmm. school with the farm. You're looking at the cows, you know, and you, you have all these stories. The so. packaging too. Yes, the packaging. Like, did you try to portray it as if it's like harmless, that they're happy on the package, which is, very weird to me now that I see it for what it is. Yeah. It's yes. totally the opposite, but they yeah. do a good job advertising. That is true. I'm with you on that. It, when I see packaging that contains the flesh of an animal, they've got a cute one on the front of it. I'm like, uh, really? <laughs> He's really going to be smiling? Really, really <laughs> thought about this? Have you worked a kill room floor? You know, anyway. So uh, just briefly, you mentioned the zoo. So um, yes. there was a time I was an elementary school teacher and mm-hmm. we did the field trips, the sure. annual trip to the zoo. And I wasn't even vegan then, but there's something internal within us. I think uh, that part of us uh, has compassion for all creatures, I think. But I remember feeling um, bothered because to me, I saw them being enclosed and capture in captivity mm-hmm. um, without any freedom for our, you know, we exploit them just for our entertainment. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe a lot of people feel that way, but we're just used to it being so normalized that it's like, well, you know, that's what it is. That's what they do. So these two books that you mentioned, I've never heard of. Um, so I'm probably going to go back and revisit them. Please and do. I mean, it, it'll, it'll open your eyes. Did you feel, so you felt angry at the establishment? Oh, of course. Yeah, because they're full of crap and they make a lot of money and they they brutalize people and put them to death. You know, it's usually not the disease, it's their cure. Right. Like uh, Thomas Lodi says, he goes, I got got an idea. You're really sick. Let me poison you. (laughs) The fact is, 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 is he says, there are no diseases. It's just the body out of balance. Let's say someone is normally healthy and they put on 30 pounds for whatever reason and they start getting high blood pressure. Oh, we need to medicate you for that. No, no, no. That's the body's response to to keep thing at homeostasis. Mm-hmm. And, and it, so this whole medication for symptoms is is not where it's at. It's actually, what are you doing to yourself to create the disease? Stop feeding it. Um, detoxify and nourish yourself. I met a woman, Deanna One, a physicist, so smarter than I'll ever be, a colonel in the U.S. Air Force, stage four ovarian cancer. She was in hospice care. They gave her four weeks to live. They're about to upper morphine. And 
she realized some stuff. She's of uh, Chinese descent that her grandfather had told her about mushrooms. So she took that with a modified Gerson protocol and it's 10 years later. And she mm-hmm. shows people how to get their bodies to heal. It's not like anybody has a cure. It's about, look, you're creating this situation in your body. It didn't come from outer space and didn't come from your grandpa. And most people think it's genetic. So they're like, oh, I'm at the mercy of this. No, no, you're not. It's mm-hmm. what we do to ourselves, well, for, you know, from the outside and the inside. Yes. So that's interesting. So um, when we talk about Western medicine, because I, a lot of people think my husband got me on board in this way of living when it was actually the other way around. I was very much into holistic medicine. Uh-huh. I knew about the Gerson therapy way before I, I met him. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any extreme health conditions, but there was something, you know, like, again, intuitively, you probably just know that certain foods can take care of you better than say medic relying on medications mm-hmm. or other treatments. Although I don't discourage that either because there is a place for Western medicine. Sure. Um, absolutely. Especially trauma care. Right. Yeah, exactly. And even my husband will tell you that, but I wasn't jumping up and down when I learned that he was a physician. Like when we met, like <laughs> right. his beautiful energy attracted uh-huh. me to him. Yeah. And I was living in San Diego at the time he was here in Dallas. And when I learned he was a physician, <laughs> I was like, like my heart dropped. No, no, this is the establishment I've been fighting against mm-hmm. all my life. And now that I've gotten to know him and I see how, um, how he saves lives, because he mainly saves the lives of people who have done these things to themselves as a result of what they eat mm-hmm. and their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so now that's why it made sense for us to go this route of educating people. But for me, it's a, it's like, I'm always going to work towards helping people get better. Now that we know this information, because we didn't know about the benefits of plant-based foods. Mm-hmm. Um, so you talked about the dehydrator and, uh, which I find fascinating because I bought a couple, I bought one specific one at, when I became vegan. Cause I was like, Oh, I need to make my own treats when yeah. I travel. Yeah. Uh, so is this, tell us more then about the, all y'all's foods and that's kind of sure. how it all came about. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the, at the shop, I, I did a lot of, uh, energy bars and, and different things. And I started working with different plants and making like, kind of like a jerky. Um, and then, I realized after, especially after I became vegan, um, that I really, this was something I wanted to do. What it was, was I'd looked at different foods that I could, I could produce. And, uh, I read a, a, uh, an article about that cows are our second largest export next to cotton. I'm a native Texan. And I got pissed and I'm like, and I said to myself out loud, I'm like, are you going to be pissed or are you going to change it? I'm going to change it. And so I created seven formulas. They're called formulas when you make big batches, uh, recipes, uh, to represent the seven regions of Texas. And, um, uh, so came out with those three in May of 2018 and, uh, they started doing well, um, HEB here in Texas, very popular, wonderful group of people. Uh, they have their quest for Texas best. I did that in 2019 and granted, you know, they're 20 finalists. So you're trying to get number one because there's money. Why not? And so I was going for first. I didn't get it. I came in sixth, but it was out of 830 something people that had applied. So I was like, you know, that's pretty good. And we're in 150 other stores now and do very well. We did, we exceeded hundred percent year over year this last year from the year before. And then in July, of year before last, I think it was July. Yes. Of 20, uh, we came out with uh, it's big, crunchy bacon, you bitch y'all. Oh. And, uh, it's my play on one. I did it because I ate so much pork. I mean, honestly, this is my atonement. This is what I'm, you know, I'm, ma- <laughs> I'm making up, I'm making up. Uh, and, uh, uh, it took over a year to get the formula 
close, you know, because you're never going to replicate burnt flesh, you know, but you can come close. And uh, so we have, and the neat thing about our products is, again, we like to delight our customers, but I know that when you eat it, it's, it's nourishing you. Is it a kale salad? No, it's not a kale salad, but is it much closer to a kale salad than actual animal flesh? Oh my <laughs> God, yes, because all beef is a class one or two carcinogen. Yes. Um, so I feel good about nourishing the consumer. A portion from every sale goes to Rowdy Girl Sanctuary. I could talk about Rowdy Girl forever because it's a really great story. Um, in fact, we're doing a volunteer day on the 12th of February. And um, so it's great to support their efforts. And they also have a rancher advocacy program. So they're actually working right now. I don't know what I can say about it, but they're working with uh, a couple that have years had a, a chicken farm in Arkansas. And they went vegan and went, oh, we're not, we're slaughtering how many chickens every 50 something days? No, we're done. Mm -hmm. They're turning into a mushroom farm and you'll learn more about it. It's coming out. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. But uh, the fact is, is they're up to really good things. They had the largest group of bovine in the state. That's wow. why I chose to work with them. Mm -hmm. And um, so yeah. it, it's just a great situation to be in, it, to know that I'm, you know, nourishing the consumer, supporting Rowdy Girl, and at the same time, we use one thirteenth the resources. Yeah. to make our product versus beef. That's right. And uh, so, Fitz, you're familiar with Rowdy Girl, right? Uh, uh, not I, until now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, so I was thinking that um, maybe we could, you know, touch on that a little bit. But before sure. we do, yeah. can we sample uh, some of these? And only if you want to. Snack and eat along the way. And yeah. uh, by the way, so I would have thought this would, would have been your first product, mm -mm. The, the bacon bits, y'all, mm -mm. because that's, you know, like what people are craving, right? Bacon. I haven't yeah. had bacon in forever. But um so let's, which one should we start with? Um, I would, you know, I would start with the, uh, let's start with uh, the teriyaki jerky. Which one is this one? No, this one. Right oh, here. okay. Let's. Do you want to, you got another one over there? You want to open that one? Oh, yeah. Uh, and I brought okay. napkins, by the way, if oh, you okay. want to, you know. Thanks. For whatever reason. Uh, so here we are, you guys. So this is, uh, and as we're sampling them too, feel free to tell us about B-Veg certified, because I was saying to you earlier before we started recording that um, I am an ethical vegan. Uh -huh. And if I am buying processed foods mm -hmm. or lightly processed foods, I still look. Mm -hmm. at the ingredients because well, sure. I don't want anything that has, you know, sacrificed an animal. So no dairy, no butter, any of that. Even when I go out to eat, I make sure. Um, so what is B-Veg? Uh, B-Veg is the only ISO uh, certification, vegan certification in the world. And it's international. So it's actually backed by a lawyer um, who decided to define exactly what it means. I haven't done that in the plant-based space, but they have in the vegan space and they're the only ones that actually do audits and everything else to ensure that yeah. uh, everything is, you know, above board, if you will. Right. Okay. So here we are, like, um, we're, we just opened it up and uh, how do people eat this one? Feel free to snack. Just, yeah. Just, mm, this is chewy, like soft and chewy different mm -hmm. from, cause I had only sampled the bacon. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's definitely crispy. And th these are more like jerky. Mm. Is that really how jerky is? So chewy. Mm. Jerky is usually um, a bit harder to chew mm -hmm. because it's fibrous muscle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is just, you know, cooked and stirred uh, soybeans. This is very good. Your website has ideas on how you can incorporate these mm -hmm. products into your recipes. Mm -hmm. There's like a, 
very delicious sort of citrusy mm. flavor. What is it that that I'm tasting? Um, I've never had a prickly pear. Oh, it says pear. pear, the prickly yeah. pear. Yeah, combination. Prickly, prickly pear is actually the fruit of the prickly pear cactus, you know, the mm-hmm. purple fruit, the tunas. Yeah. And we take those and make it, put it in our marinade because it's a state plan of Texas. Yes. Oh. You know, I grew up in Arizona and my father worked at years ago in this factory that took the cactus and all and the pears and stuff and made jams. Oh, wow. So I'm very familiar with the prickly uh-huh. pear. No yes. Palos? Yeah, nopales, and yeah, mm-hmm. a, you know, you grow up with that in the Mexican household. Yeah. I like that. So what's another one we can Let's start? go to black pepper. The black pepper actually has no sugar added, and um, uh, the the other uh, teriyaki and the chipotle do have cane sugar added, but it's uh, less than six grams in the bag, mm. whole bag. So our sodium levels and our, our sugar levels are, are low comparatively. And so for people who really don't want anything to do with sugar, there you go. Mm. This I would put in a taco mm-hmm. with some salsa and lettuce and everything, mm-hmm. like a tortilla taco. Mm. That is so good. I really like this one. It's been years since I've had jerky, and this is like the closest um, memory I have of it t- tasting like jerky. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay, cool. Like, I, yeah, for me, it's all a new experience, but I love it. Chipotle, prickly pear chipotle? Is it this one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll let you open that one. Okay, sure. <laughs> sure. So this is great. I'm so glad that we're sampling them. Okay. I'm going to sample it first before I ask my next question here. Okay. Oh, I love Chipotle. Like that one too. It's a tie for me between this one and the black pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm leaning towards, I like the kick of the black pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this one, for some reason, what I had in mind is like a Buddha bowl with mm-hmm. rice and beans. Mm-hmm. Put some of this in there with the toppings, like, again, the lettuce and the tomatoes or pico mm-hmm. de gallo or anything like that. But absolutely. Because uh, you think of Mexican flavors because of the chipotle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and you know, it's a great protein replacement. And that was one of the things is it's not just a great grab-and-go snack, you know, yes. to satisfy you and nourish you. But it actually replaces meat in any dish, you know, stroganoff. It's just amazing yeah. the things you can, you can create with it. You have also said that this is not isolate. So a couple of things that I want to mention, because yeah. people are afraid of soy or anytime there's like an alternative vegan uh, option, you hear, oh, it's, it's not soy, is it? It's not tofu, is it? So a couple of things. This is non-GMO um, soy, and also it's not isolates. No, this is a whole soybean. Crushed, cooked, extruded, dried, marinated, baked. Yes, which makes it, like you said, a healthier option. My, yes, yeah. miles away because they use hexane, you know, okay. to to create isolates, and hexane is a byproduct of gasoline. And if you drank it, it would poison you. Wow! But they use it in food production, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's not my thing. Okay. You know, <laughs> um, and the thing about soy is there was one study done that people actually believe in that whole estrogen thing. Yes. And I was talking with someone just last night, I think, about this, and I'm like, if you really have a concern about avoiding estrogen, avoid the secretion of the mammary glands of a bovine <laughs> because it has more estrogen than anything you'll run into all day. And soy has zero estrogen. It's phytoestrogen. And soy, if you look at the peer reviewed studies, not just some hippie making stuff up, uh, you will see <laughs> that it actually reduces rates of cancer and various issues for people who consume it. Because usually people who consume it know better. Yes. And so they eat better. 
And um, so I would just invite people to to visit soy because tofu, you can do so many things with it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I made a, a cheese sauce to make uh, artichoke dip with it recently. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know I could use this instead of cashews, you know. So it's great. There's just lots of options uh, from plants that are awesome. Right. Okay. Which is the next one? We're Baking bits. All right. That's definitely the one that you 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 think of, you know. In terms of uh, this, it's the one that I thought would have been the first one you put together. I love the crunchiness of this one. Now, I, I'll be honest. I gave a little bit to my dog. It's fine. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> mm. Super crunchy. Mm-hmm. This is what uh, someone told me they were going to put over their salad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Salad, baked potatoes on soup. Uh, I like to make BLTs with them. Mm. Uh, peanut butter and banana and bacon. It's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just, again, more protein and flavor and people like crunch. I really like that one too. Very good. Thank now, you. Where is your product produced? Here in Texas? Yes. Oh, I'm so happy about that. That's wonderful. We mentioned earlier that all of all three of us were at the 2019 Texas Veggie Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all kind of playing a role, you know, in terms of uh, meeting the local community. And I'm assuming you were doing really well then. Um, and what has happened with you in the last couple of years during this pandemic? Has the sales gone up? Where is your product found? You mentioned HEB. Yeah. No, uh, uh, the sales have just continued to better than double year after year. Yeah. And um, so Amazon, our website, uh, Veggie, uh, Vegan Essentials, uh, Walmart, uh, we're on lots of websites. Uh, but in person, we're in do- about 300 doors right now. And that's from L.A. to Rhode Island. Wow. So you'll find us in L.A. at Besties Vegan Paradise. Uh, we're at the vegan market uh, in and out in uh, Las Vegas and then just all across the country. Um, uh-huh. And we continue to raise that number you yeah. know, of places we're going to be. And we're actually focused right now on a couple other channels where we're not, uh, where they sell a lot of jerky. And we think, well, we should be there with them. Speaking yes. of channels, uh, are you in any convenience stores or gas stations? That's what we're doing right now. Okay. We're working on that right now because yeah. that's where the majority of the jerky is sold mm-hmm. is convenience stores. Yes. Yeah. Fast foods, like I think of like uh, hitting the road. And, and when we travel, my yeah. husband and I, we always stop at a particular big establishment. Sure. And, uh, you know, we there aren't a lot of options that are for us. It's so tough. You know. No. And, and, and some of those popular places that you're talking yes. about that you're not naming, uh-huh. um, you, you have to be very inexpensive to be in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or they're just doing their own brand. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, no wonder and, you see the sticker on some of them. Yes. And so, uh, yeah. So that would be great. Yes. But that's a marketing play for a larger company that they okay. can, you know, actually m- maybe make no money or lo- lose a little money and, and consider that a part of yeah. marketing where we're too small to do that. Yet. Right. Yeah. It's just really tough. Um, to find healthy options, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're, you're long driving. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this will be obviously a, like a welcome addition to have yeah. uh, there. And usually like I end up walking out with like, you know, water and a banana or something like that. So mm-hmm. if someone can, if, you know, if someone can get in there, you know, and start to like just open up the opportunities to start having more healthier organic options in convenience stores, mm-hmm. I think it'd be such a great trend to start. I think, uh, cause a lot, you know, Texas is very expansive. We do a lot of long driving. I did back then as an audio visual tech oh, I bet. and, um, yeah, I just, uh, I had to prepare, I you know, just because there weren't any options every time we went for a gas stop. So, sure. you know, yeah. 
I agree. And uh, so we have a camper van. My my husband and I bought uh-huh. one last year. And so we're hitting the road because we need it, right? It's so stressful nowadays. And we stop at certain places. And again, not a lot of options, but our camper van does have a fridge. So I'm able to travel with food. But, you know, my husband will get me a bag of chips because he knows I like chips. And I've, I've said it, you know, I'm not perfect. I have a weakness for salty things. Um, but this right here, <laughs> you know, like this... <laughs> Um, and I love the branding too. Thank you. Like it looks very Texan. Uh, how, who did the artwork for your, for this product? For uh, your brand? A, a, w- a woman by the name of uh, Trina that I'm at and, uh, she just does exquisite work. Yes. I, I think this, it w- if I were to see this, I would not know it's vegan. I just, it doesn't say vegan to me. And it's like, I mean, it says plant-based, but if, if I see it from a distance, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, jerky. Oh, nice. It looks like a great product. Yeah. Well, and the thing like in, in HEB, uh, we're in the healthy living section on the gluten-free aisle. Mm-hmm. We're not with the regular jerky. And our bacony bets are the, in the same place. So we're excited to find out, you know, how things play with others. Um, you know. Yeah. So we're working yeah. on that right now. So the gluten-free is also a, a big plus. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because there are more and more people who are like, well, if I can avoid it, why don't I? You know, and it's like, okay, so we make sure that everything we get is, you know, runs uh, gluten free. I believe that I had mentioned that 90% of the consumers that buy your product actually still eat meat and dairy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The the Plant-Based Foods Association put out a study last year that 90% of, you know, the the plant-based foods, again, not fruits and vegetables, but, you know, replacement products are bought by people who are just checking it out Mm -hmm. uh, or buy it part-time, if you will. I think the message is getting out that meat is just plain bad for us, isn't it? It's bad for us, the animals, and the planet. Right, exactly. Even though, despite the fact that there's a lot of misinformation, I think in general, most people know, uh, especially like I heard a conversation of someone saying once that um, we were talking about a vegan burger. Mm -hmm. And the individual was saying, Okay, might still not be the healthiest, but I don't feel as bad as I do when I eat a regular hamburger. Mm-hmm. So just in general, people are understanding that, you know, we feel lethargic, we get constipated <laughs> with animal-based foods. Um, so there are a lot of things. And so most of the people that are eating this, then they're just plant curious, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. And the one thing that I, I like to point out to people who are adamant about meat is, I'm like, if meat is so amazing, if, you, <laughs> if meat is just, oh, it's so delicious. Eat it without plants, minerals, or charring it. Eat it raw. <laughs> well, if you're a carnivore, you would eat it raw, right off the bone. Right. But I'm just saying that plants are what we're drawn to. We right. think it's meat, but if you think of barbecue, you think about anything, it's the flavoring from plants that we put in it that we're drawn to. Right. And so what a lot of companies are doing is replicating the texture and chew and experience of the meat mm-hmm. or the dairy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, once that's completed, uh, you got no reason not to. I mean, it's just so easy. I heard Dr. Riz say that, uh, you know, eating meat is basically eating, you know, a candied meat. We're just putting flavor on the meat. Mm -hmm. So we're just, you know, eating candied plants now, you know? So yeah, just make it delicious. Like we do with meat, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and you don't feel like you're missing out anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And and I certainly don't. And in yeah. the beginning, it was touch and go, you know, because I'm like, well, this isn't really good. But I have to. You have to realize that 
the brain is kind of compensates. Is it going to be exactly like the piece that or whatever that you grew up that came from an animal? No, but will it taste really close and really good? And the chew or experience of consuming it be similar or very much the same? Yes. So, you know, it, it hits what we really care about. It's just that most people are like, well, I got to have meat, got to have dairy. I'm like, no, you, re- you really don't. That's not true. There's that broadcaster voice in you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just came out. So uh, tell us how you partnered with Rowdy Girl and explain, you know, my listeners may not even know who Rowdy sure. Girl is, but sure. she's a Texan and I learned about her through, I don't know which documentary, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I want to say that even on your website, when you tell your story, you were looking for a sanctuary to yes. support. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When I decided what, what I was going to do and that I was going to do jerky, I wanted to find the sanctuary with the largest head of cattle, you know, and I looked around and Rowdy Girl was it. And then I talked with Renee and the story of Rowdy Girl, if you're not familiar, and mm-hmm. they're on the interweb and stuff, you can find them, uh, is, you know, her husband, Tommy. Sonnen, nice guy, real nice guy, um, grew up uh, on cattle farm and was a cattle rancher. And she married him and divorced him, remarried him, and uh, realized one day that the the cows, when they'd take the red uh, trailer back with all the calves, all the moms would call, call mm. out to the babies, and the babies would call them. And finally, she said, you're not taking them anymore. He's going, well, <laughs> I'm not vegan. I'm not going to, you know, nothing's going to change. And she said, I'll buy them. He said, well, you know, I I forget if he gave her a deadline or how much time or whatever. She raised the money and she bought the herd, started the sanctuary. And uh, yeah, and uh, he's vegan now too. And um, uh, they do a lot of great things. They've got, I'm going to guess today, if I had to guess over 130 animals uh, there, you know, uh, there's, there's goats, there's, there's chickens, there's beautiful pigs and they're so cute. And pigs love belly rubs. Why don't eat their belly? Give them a belly rub. (laughs) It's, it's a lot more fun. And um, uh, so they care for their animals and they have a rancher advocacy program, which helps people transition from animal agriculture to plant agriculture. A lot of more information this next, this year, you're going to, you're going to, everyone is going to hear about Rowdy Girl for a lot of different reasons. And, um, it's just exciting to be a part of something because every bag sold, a portion of the sale goes to them. And, uh, we've been doing that for, uh, almost four years now. Every bag, every bag that you sell of this goes a to portion support from those it. animals yes. that have been rescued from yes. slaughter. Yeah. And they also do outreach programs and so on. So it's, it's a really cool deal. That's, and it's just, I just knew that I had to do that in s- establishing this company because it made sense to support someone who's up to the same things, even though it looks different. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. What do you think, Fitz? Uh, you've touched my heart. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, it, it's, it's uh, feeling good about supporting a cause mm-hmm. uh, when you buy, buy your product. I mean, it's like a win, 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 win situation. Yes. So uh, it's more to it than just flavor now uh, to me and, and taste, even though like that's still important. I still yeah. want to enjoy eating sure, too. But sure. um, now that I'm more aware or, or aware of where the dollar is going, following the dollar. Um, right. Yeah. I, you know, it's a worthy uh, cause to stand behind. Yeah. That's true. It is. And, and and one thing, if I can add, a lot of people in the world, if you sat with them alone and you ask them, you know, what's kind of more what you want in your life, your experience of life. And a lot of them are going to say maybe a little more peace, a little more kindness. And I'm like, if you're not experiencing that, take a look at your plate. 
if you're supporting brutality and violence and death by what you choose to eat, I mean, that's your right. That's absolutely your right. But if you want to feel more peaceful, like in that video, um, stop eating them. Stop paying for them to be uh, bred and 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 live a brutal existence and then die. And the thing is, is what's so odd is that in consuming them, we're killing ourselves. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it was not genetics. Mm-hmm. It's coming, you know, and it's proven time and again. And I just watched what the health the other day, Kip and I are on a board together now. So, uh, you know, the fact is, is 40% um, of all, you know, whether it's heart disease, cancer, diabetes has been tied to animal protein. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where the 40% came in. So I want to scratch that, but it, as it turns out, um, you know, they're the largest contributor, you know, uh, animal protein is the largest contributor to heart disease, cancer, diabetes. And you can easily take that out of your life today. Yeah. Um, when you're ready, or at least, you know, what I tell people is at least try something. And one of the things that is helpful is called crowding out is where, let's say you're going to eat a burger and fries. Okay, and whether that's plant-based or you're animal-based, animal-based, but add a small salad and have that salad first. And after a while, your body will begin to crave, again, raw, living plants. Um, that's my tip of the week. Thanks. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So uh, let's talk about, uh, well, two things um, and, you know, Rowdy Girl and what she's doing. So um, I want to talk about resources and land use and deforestation, um, because a lot, we always go back to the fact that people are not informed. And when they are informed, then they know they can make a choice so that we know that the largest contributor to deforestation, especially of the Amazon, is land that is used for grazing cattle. Yes, the crops that feed the animals. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, I'm glad that you brought that up because, uh, you know, it, I've heard myths uh, and people saying that, no, it's the vegans and all the plants that we're growing, we're <laughs> taking over the land. But that is not true. So what Rowdy Girl then does is take, they take people in, in, and I'm the kind of person that I like to have compassion for people. Mm-hmm. Many of these ranchers, that's all they know. They mm-hmm. grew up, say oh, the yeah. farms or the ranches are, are, are passed on from family to family sure. and are down the line. And so that's how they know to survive. That's mm-hmm. how they know to make a living. So ra- what Rowdy Girl is doing is teaching them that there's another crop or another product mm-hmm. that could, that is very beneficial, like the mushrooms. Yep. I didn't know about the mushrooms. Yeah. Um, that- you'll, you'll hear more about it in coming months. I can only say so much, but it's, it's exciting oh, to go goodness. from a, to go from a chicken farm where you're slaughtering tens of thousands of chickens every two months yes. to uh, growing mushrooms yeah. and you make more money and you're not under contract with a large poultry company. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. Uh, so I wanted to talk about your resources, just going back to like, um, because it seems like you, you, you are one of those companies that's socially responsible when it comes to like what you're contributing to the environment and in, mm-hmm. in building your products. So you use... I think it was one thirteenth of resources. Yeah, that includes land, uh, fuel, and water. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're doing well. You, um, in terms of Amazon, tell us how you did on Amazon last year. Um, we, you know, we just keep doubling our sales, um, wow. and we have a, a very. It, it's it costs a lot of money to sell on Amazon because they just they get to make a lot of money and and that you know they have 100 million customers or maybe it's 150 million now i don't know 
but I was reluctant the first year I was in business, I wouldn't get on Amazon. I'm like, I'm not going to pay them that much. And then it was like, Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) 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 This, this, this makes sense. And so, you know, we do a little bit of advertising on there as well. And and it's the, the ROAS return on ad spend is amazing. And, um, you know, it's just part of the business. You know, the pieces I don't like about it. There's other aspects of it, you know, um, I don't care for. But again, it's not my company. I don't get to say. Right. So I just right. go with how it is. Do they ship everywhere? Because I'm thinking like, um, and when I look at my statistics of who listens to our show, of course, here in the in the States, we mm-hmm. have listeners in Canada, Australia, and the UK. Those sure. are like our main uh, places where people listen. Yeah. So is your product shipped? No, we do not ship out of the country. We can okay. ship to Hawaii. You know, uh, we can ship to Alaska, but as far as Canada or the Bahamas or Europe, no. Is that something we're going to do? Absolutely. Because we're, we're on track to be a $200 million company or better. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to be really everywhere. Yeah. I was going to say, otherwise people are missing out. I have to ship something to my Canadian friend there. So. (laughs) There you go. Oh, yeah, this is so cool. Um, I thought I had a couple of other questions. Um, I don't know if it, oh, so I, I want to mention, um, before we started recording, we yeah. watched a video that you produced. Oh, yeah. You have this sort of very interesting background. You have a, a background in broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you produce this film. You're an author. Mm-hmm. Well, I say film, but the video that we're yeah. going to talk about, you're an author. Um, you're so well-spoken and you're very opinionated, but with a witty <laughs> kind of fun, playful, sarcastic way, which right. I think uh, helps to ease some of sure, the tension. Of sure. So we just watched a video and I'll put a link on the show notes of um, Damn, It Feels Good to Be a Vegan. Yeah, it does. How did... <laughs> How did that collaboration come about? Um, I, I, I always love the movie Office Space. I mean, it's just, it's something to put in and watch every once in a while. Again, it was filmed in Dallas as part of my time, you know, in business and hating being in an office and the cubicle and all that other garbage <laughs> and, and ineffective management. Not that they exist, but, um, and so, you know, the damn it feels good to be a gangsta is, uh, is a great, uh, anthem song. It's been very popular for a very long time. It's not something you want to sing in church. Um, but, uh, I decided to, um, change it because it made sense that damn it feels good to be a vegan. And so I, I wrote the lyrics and I reached out to Courtney um, McCullough, uh, who runs Sprinkles Creative. I think y'all probably know yes. her. Uh, and I said, you know, I'd like to do this video. Who do you suggest? Who do you know? You know, and then she, you know, said, well, how about Gabrielle and, and Ace? And then um, and I know a new personally um, Aaron from El Palote. And I said, great, let's do it. And so, uh, John Francis, his company shot it and, uh, we recorded it at a studio in Denton and then they put it together and there you have it. Wow. Impressive. Very entertaining too. And the people that you named are all local vegan game changers. I like to give them that title, like the game changers of Dallas. So it it was really highlighting. And that's what I was saying. Like I felt that before the pandemic, there was this beautiful momentum building up of so many people coming from right and left saying, I'm vegan too. I'm Mm plant-based, you know, and uh, restaurants were opening mm-hmm. and all of that. So I did say earlier before I think we started recording that I feel like um, all of that came to a halt. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you're saying you have you're very optimistic. You, you yeah, feel like, of course, I am. <laughs> like there's Doesn't even cost more extra. <laughs> 
Well, no, the, the fact is, is that more people are aware of veganism and eating plants as food, okay. a complete food than ever before. And the momentum, there were some people that got displaced, you know, through the pandemic that lost businesses or their businesses open and failed and, and, and mm-hmm. um, take nothing away from them. Um, and, and how painful and difficult that can all be. The fact is, is the industry is growing and bigger than ever. And, you know, we're looking at a eight, seven, eight billion dollar industry right now. That's going to be 10 times that in six years. Wow. So, you know, we're going the way of the plant, you know, fight us right. <laughs> or come along, <laughs> but at least, you know, try you know, meatless Monday. You know, the, the first time I heard about meatless Monday, I laughed out loud because I was like, I can't even think of a meatless snack, <laughs> you know, meatless Monday. And it, and it just, I tried a meal. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm still full. I don't need to go get a hamburger or taco or what, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just would encourage people to to try next time they have a chance, try a, a plant-based meal. Yes. You know, and, and just see, sit with it. It's actually, it's very satisfying because all the protein you need, depending on what you eat, is there. That is true. You know? I mean, I, I don't crave meat, but I know a couple of people that tell me from time to time, hmm, that smells good. Do, do you crave it? Like if we're walking near a restaurant or a stand or whatever, yep. it's like, well, I don't. But I don't take away from, I mean, because that's how we were conditioned sure. to, to like certain smells. Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I had someone in my Facebook group that said to me when, uh, in, in the group said, um, I still like meat. Please don't kick me out. And it's like, no, no, no. Our goal is to support you sure. as you eat more, more plants and it, you'll make the decision fully mm-hmm. when you're ready. Sure. We're not in the business of trying to shame or convince people. Hi. We're here to support you. Yeah. And so same thing. Our, our goal is to, you know, uh, you know, you don't need our help on the podcast. You're doing very well. But for me, I'd love for my listeners to know about what you're doing, Thank the great you. things that you're doing here in Texas. Thanks. And the yeah. and the great news is, is if someone comes at it because they're like, really, I want to live longer and not be sick and on medications. Let me stop doing meat and dairy. Or they're like, I, I really love the planet. And so I'm going to buy a Prius. Prius doesn't do it. <laughs> Prius doesn't do it. It's not cutting it. It's meat and dairy. Uh, and then, or they're coming at it because they realize they, they have a heart for animals. And, mm-hmm. you know, we turn a blind eye in a very big way to all of that. And, we, you know, we're killing 100,000 every minute of every day. 100,000 at least. That's, it's crazy. There's that staggering statistic, right? That the animal industry is the number one uh, emitter of carbon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Over transportation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 60% of all phar- pharmacological things that are made are for animals. Because, mm-hmm. man, animals weren't designed to live in large groups. They just weren't. And so, you know, it's just there's so many reasons, you know, yeah. not, so, not to, you know, to try it. Just check out plants. But one topic I um, I think we were kind of alluding to as far as like the, the, the mindset of making a vegan choice, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, we're simply in a position now where it's just not necessary uh, to have to have meat. No, no. And there was a time where it was. I mean, that, that, and if you live up in the, the great north in the snow, I don't think you have a greenhouse. You're going to have to eat animals, you know. But here in civilization mm-hmm. today, uh, it's not necessary. Yeah. It's just not a necessary evil anymore. That's right. And actually, as you're saying that, I'm looking at a quote that, that you have on your website and you say, views are shifting. I'm confident there'll come a time when people will look back and ask, 
did we really eat animals? Mm-hmm. And it'll seem so bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Yep. I mean, even even in my life right now, it's like, really? Well, I mainly ate um, shrimp and stuff. <laughs> She was Seafood. a shrimp eater. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't eat meat, but it doesn't matter. I was contributing to all well, of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I found out one thing the, that turned me off of shrimp was I learned that they waste on average up to 20 pounds of other fish to get a pound of Gulf shrimp. And I'm like, in whose mind is that logical? Yeah. You know, just from a, a, a value perspective on life, Yeah. even though it's not my neighbor or someone I know or care about, it's still alive. That's true. You know, I, I, from years of being mainly more of a pescatarian, I ended up having mercury poisoning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And my biological dentist was the one that diagnosed me. She did the hair, blood, urine analysis and everything, or drew the labs for that. And I mean, I was... You didn't have amalgam fillings? I had those two. So I had a combination of inorganic and organic mercury in my system Mm -hmm. that probably triggered my hypothyroidism, Mm -hmm. but going from a level of toxicity or whatever it can be detected in the body from zero to like a hundred, I was like over a hundred, like 150. And it was like, no wonder I feel like crap. Mm -hmm. Um, And so once I started eating plant-based foods, I helped my body detox because you have to detox it. They did chelation, but I didn't want to do anything aggressive because I was afraid. There was no need to. Right. The body, the body can heal itself when you give it. You cut your finger. What does it do? Mm -hmm. It heals. That's right. It's resilient. Yeah. It is resilient. So, I mean, I have enough reasons now not to eat animals. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? You're <laughs> such a fascinating person. There's so much. <laughs> um, the only thing that comes to mind is that I've read two books recently that have just impacted my life uh, in, a, in such a major way. And one is uh, The Untethered Soul. And the other is uh, The Power of Now. And so if people are like, well, you got any advice? Yeah. Read those two books and see if it doesn't make your life better. Oh. I, again, I I just want to make things better, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it, for animals. You know, people, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, compared, compared to animals, I mean, we do so many things to ourselves. I'm not talking about kids or the elderly or, you know, uh, any, challenged. I'm just, anyway. Reading those two books will be transformational yes. because it's really, it allows us to look within. I'm familiar with both titles yep. and, and Fitz probably is mm-hmm. too, but Eckhart just Tull. kind of, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. it's yeah. personal reflection, looking within. And it's just about being present and not living in the past or worried about the future. It's just about enjoying now. Yeah. Because we have so little control over the world. We like mm-hmm. to think we do. We really don't. Right. And this is a way to live within it in a much more peaceful, enjoyable way. Yeah. Oh, and stop eating animals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and one more thing, because you mentioned your book. Yes. Just so our, our listeners, and I'll put the link as well. I'm sure you, people can find it on Amazon. Yeah. Um, I need to re, I need to update it. Because oh, at, okay. t- at the time, I, I was questioning soy. In my book, but okay. in the end, it's, it really points to a vegan diet. Okay. Um, but it's called Nutritional Truths, and um, I did a blog as well. So people can find a lot of information. It's just, again, information that I learned. I'm not telling anyone what to do. Uh-huh. It's just, look, I learned this. I didn't know this. Hey, you should know this. And then what you do with it is your business. Right. Is there another book in the works, like something about y'all's foods, like a story about that? Um, no. Uh, no, I'm actually working on a book. uh um, uh, like a, a coat of many animals, you know, Dolly Parton sang a song, coat of many colors. Well, it's about the animals and it's about my weight and the fact that I put all this weight on when I was eating animals. 
So I wear this coat of animals. I've dropped nearly a hundred pounds and I've got a ways to go. But the fact is, is, is I still, I still wear this. And, um, uh, so that's, that's the only thing that I've been working on. That's uh, a beautiful song. The it's, just, it's just about the fact that it's something that I did to myself because I have a very odd relationship with food, like many people do. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, you know, if, if you're an overeater, it's not a real secret. It's not a secret. <laughs> um, <laughs> as much as I might like it to be. Um, but today, gratefully, I, I get to work a spiritual program that helps make oh. all the difference with this. And, uh, uh, but... So, yeah, that's something that I'm working on for yeah. a later date. I think it's a beautiful metaphor that you say that you wear a coat. Um, because to me, when I hear that, it's like what we're wearing is like this representation of this vessel that mm -hmm. we, we possess. And so mm -hmm. it, it is a, yeah, it's a representation in how our value system, you know, and it, it shows. And then you're talking about how you're in the uh, transition process that mm -hmm. you've lost 100 pounds. And uh, you're fully, you know, fully aware of this coat that you're wearing that you're going to continue continue to nurture. Yeah. So it's uh, it's having that awareness about what this body represents. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm I'm working on going from a a, a down a very large down jacket to a light windbreaker. Oh. So, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, sure. Because you know, I talk about this on my podcast too. I had an eating disorder uh -huh. uh, in high school, and which is how I took a nutrition class in in college. Learned mm -hmm. about the meat. Stopped eating meat then. But um, I find when people come on the show and talk about, it's like more and more women are starting to talk about how they suffered with anorexia or bulimia. Mm -hmm. Good. And uh, yeah, it's becoming like, but then we're older, so we're past it. So it's easier, but I still check myself because I realized that for me, I used to numb my pain by starving. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah restricting. Yeah. I, I would restrict. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, it, and even more when I was angry at my parents and everyone would sit down to eat, I would purposely starve myself to the point where they would come and please eat something. No, it was my way of controlling, yep. getting attention and numbing the pain that I had from you know, growing up in childhood and all that. So sure. I think many people have eating disorders or issues with food. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's just so part of who we are that we just don't really talk about it. It's like, OK, whatever. But I had to learn how to. Plus, the, my experience has been there's a lot of shame mm -hmm. um, around eating disorders, no, no matter which one it is. Mm -hmm. um, and there are solutions. That's the good news. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to say that plant-based foods actually helped me even more because um, when I was younger, I didn't want to learn how to cook because sure. I was afraid of gaining weight. Okay. And when I say that now, I say it from the perspective of that young girl that grew up with that, I'm going to be shamed. Like my family is going to, is being shamed. Like there's a lot of diabetes now in my family, but yeah. a lot of shaming about the weight gain that was happening. So I was afraid, right? So you go to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Um, and then now foods have, uh, plant-based foods have given me this liberation because I really feel like they're living foods. Like I feel like mother earth is like giving us our, their, her food and mm -hmm. nourishing us here. Mm -hmm. my babies here. I have the food for you. So I, I have more peace about food now. Um, and I try not to be judgmental about myself because I think it's something that you probably like when you're in recovery, you're always going to have that sure. there. Right. Sure. Yeah. 
So Brett, it's been wonderful to get to know you. I can't believe it took me this long to actually have a conversation with you, especially since we've sort of been in the same circle. Sure, sure. Better late than uh, never. Yeah, there you go. Well, good luck to you on everything that you're doing. And um, we'll make sure to include all your links in um, the show notes. Okay, cool. Yeah, and hopefully we'll see you at a future event. That sounds wonderful. I appreciate what y'all do. And and thanks for including me in today's uh, show. It was wonderful. And as always, Fitz, thank you so much. Also, uh, we're here in the Hello Studio space, um, where we will continue when you see me here. Hopefully, I'm highlighting more um, Dallas game changers in the plant-based world. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank Thank you. You've been listening to the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast with your host, Maya Acosta. If you've enjoyed this podcast, do us a favor and share with one friend who can benefit from this episode. Feel free to leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts that helps us to spread our message. You can also head on over to podinbox.com forward slash HLS to leave me a voicemail. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, thank you for listening.